And the spirit entered into me when he spoke to me. We pray that let there be impartations. We pray that in the name of Jesus, we will not just hear words, but in the content of the words, we will hear delivery of spirit. In the name of Jesus. We pray that our life will be added on a little further. We pray that, Lord, that which you are already doing in this house, Lord, today is yet another day for you to add to it. For the part of the righteous, like the shining light that shineth brighter and brighter, we pray the intensity of light, Lord, in the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we pray that you perfect us a little further. In Jesus' mighty name, let the foundations be set. In Jesus' name, we call it done. Amen. Please take your seat. Thank you very much for having me. I'm humbled, sir. I want to say a very big thank you and really appreciate and honor the servant of God and the wife. Thank you for having me so much. I really respect and honor you. The day you called me, you know that I've been serving you for some time. <laughs> Hallelujah. But it's good to be here. And I want to say, by way of extension, I want to thank everybody. It's good to see everybody too. How many of you are ready for tonight? Wow. So I came with Pastor Samuel and then um, Brother Samuel. There are two Samuels. So thank you for coming with me. All right. So I know this month has been a wonderful month because of the subject we are considering as far as the church is concerned. And today, and God willing, next week, Thursday, we are focusing on followership and then sacrifice. All right. So, first of all, I want to begin with Songs of Songs, chapter 1, verse 4. The Bible says that, he said that, draw me and we shall run after you. Draw me, we will run after thee. My emphasis is on just the first part. Draw me, and or draw me, we will run after thee. Now, this particular verse is speaking about the beloved of Solomon saying that, draw me, one person. Then he continues that, if you draw me, there are multitudes that will follow. What I want to say is that, anytime God draws a man, or God draws a woman. He's not just drawing an individual. Inside that man or that woman is a connection of a lot of lives. So when God draws our man of God to himself, all of us are following. All of us are running after the Lord. Why? Because he responded to the call. I don't know whether you are getting it. So the response of a man or a woman of God to a call is not just about him. A calling is God's answer to people's life. And not just people's life or people's issue, a calling also God's answer to a quest in eternity, which has to find expression in time. So anytime you see a man respond to the call of God, it is not just about the man. Inside that man's call is people's solution. And beyond that, beyond solving people's problem, inside that man's call is something God wants to do as far as his kingdom is concerned. So we want to thank God for the life of the servant of God, that he responded to the drawings of God. That because of his response, all of us are running after him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Yeah, so of course we can see following there. <laughs> so we'll run after D. So running after D is following. But for you to understand the subject of following carefully, one of the most profound scripture that um, helps us to appreciate the depths and the benefit of following so much, though there are a lot of them, is actually Numbers chapter 14, verse 24. If you read it on the surface, you will not get it. And we live in a time and in a generation where the, the, the word follow is popular. A lot of you have followers. Don't you have followers? On your social media platform, in Instagram and all those things. So you have followers. And amazingly, um, as far as our, our world is concerned, the more followers you have, the more money you make. Goodness. So even in the world, they know that one of the benefits of followers is that the more followers you have, the more cash you make. Especially those who know how to take advantage of it. So every now and then, people are trying to explore different avenues to be able to get more followers. Am I making sense? So the subject of following is not something you are new to. But maybe the, the depths of understanding you need, to, you need to have, many of us might not yet have that understanding. And unfortunately, whether you understand or not, some way, somehow, you are either following someone or someone is following you. You can't be neutral in life. By all means, there's something that you are following. And by all means, there's someone following you. Hallelujah. You can either follow a thing or a person. So every one of us here, at the point in time in your life, even right now, there's something you are following. <laughs> even if we take your, your phones and look at what you do, we can tell the things you are following by what you use your bundle for. Hallelujah. And amazingly, some of the things you are following, if we want to rate it, we realize that actually the spiritual things are less. <laughs> so following there, you are doing it. But we want to touch on the right way of following, which is very, very important. It is not enough to know you are following something or somebody, but it is, it is very important to understand what it means to follow, who you are following, and what you are following. So there is a need for us to help you to understand the right way to follow. Not just the way, but even what to follow and how to follow. Am I making sense? Because too many people have followed so many things and it has ended them in all kinds of things because of following. So following is either positive or negative. So the, the, the need to teach it is very, very important. So Numbers chapter 14, verse 24. Now, of course, in this scripture, if you look at it like that, you will not see anything about following. Because the scripture says that, but my servant Caleb, because he had another spirit with him, had followed me fully. Him will I bring into the land, where into he went, and his seed shall possess it. This is God talking. Of course, this, the background of this story is about Moses sending 12 spies to go and spy a land. Already, God has already given them a promise concerning a land he has prepared for them, flowing with milk and honey. Of course, it was a geographical land, which is the land of Cana. And despite the fact that God gave a promise, there was a need for, when they got to a particular point in their journey, there was a need for Moses, their leader, to send some spies to go and spy. And every one of the tribes volunteered one person who was actually a leader, or the leaders chose one person to represent the tribes for, so that they can go and um, spy the land together. Then everyone, when they come back, they can come and give a feedback to their various tribes and to the various, to the various people. And when they went... Ten of them, twelve of them observed the same thing, but they had different perception about what they observed. All of them saw the same thing. But when it came to reporting what they saw, their perception um, was different, so they reported different things, though they saw the same thing. The things they reported were factual, 
but their persuasion about them, there was differences. Am I making sense? And the 10 people who reported, the Bible said that, emphatically, God said that they came with an evil report. Meanwhile, everything they said too was factual. They saw the sounds of Anak. They saw the big wars. They saw a lot of things. The issue is that it is how those things they saw influenced their conviction. That's where, that where the problem was. It was not what they saw, but the way they responded to what they are seeing and how it informed their communication. That was what was the evil report. Am I making sense? Then the two people, which is Caleb and Joshua, had a different disposition. Because as much as they saw the same things that the 10 other people saw, they had a different communication because something else was influencing their outlook of the event. Am I making sense? And God, in Numbers chapter 14, verse 24, God was doing an evaluation of everyone who brought the reports after all the things that happened. And God said that the reason why these people brought, or Caleb brought a different report is because, it's not because of what he saw, it's because the guy has another spirit. There is something on his life that influences outlook about events. So because of the another spirit he had, he didn't report what the same people reported. He reported a different thing. And God said that because of this, because he has followed me fully, it means you can follow and you are following partially. I didn't write. It's there. And had followed me fully. Someone say fully. So because he has followed me fully, scripture says that because of this kind of following, I will bring him into the promised land. It means it's not enough for God to, to give you a promise. Giving you a promise or giving you what God wants to do with your life is one thing. Entering into it is another thing. Between receiving the promise and entering into it, the crucial thing is following. And had followed me fully, him will I bring into the land where into he went and his seed will possess it. So God is saying that because he knows how to follow me fully, because of that, I'll bring him to the land. But what helped him to follow him fully is because he had another spirit. Now, in the Hebrew, the word another is actually following spirit. That's the Hebrew. It's acha, A-C-H-E-R. It means following. So what God was saying that because he has a following spirit, he has followed me fully. It means you cannot just follow just with your mind. It's impossible. <laughs> you can be determined I want to follow, but something must happen to your spirit to propel you. Other than that, you come to a point you give up. <laughs> but that's not my subject tonight. <laughs> the challenges of following. That's another day. <laughs> Am I helping you? Is someone getting it? So there are many people seated under the sound of my voice, including myself, that there are many things that you know God has spoken to you about. There are prophecies you have received. There are dreams you have seen. There are things that you are convicted God is going to bet out of your life. God is going to do with your life. God is going to produce out of your life in the, in the next few years. But you see, the problem is not that whether God will do it or not. As for God, he's a constant. You are the only variable. God, as far as the equation of your life is concerned, God is always a constant. You are the only variable. And the degree to which you vary in following will determine how much God can produce out of your life. Because it is your following that will guarantee the experience of the promises God has given you. Am I helping you? So the Bible said that for they had another spirit. And the word another is following spirit. Lift up your right hand and say, Lord, Lord. I pray that you grant unto me 
the following spirit. In the name of Jesus, from today, I receive the following spirit in Jesus' name. Now, when we say followership, it comes from the word follow. And to follow, there are two aspects or two dimensions of follow. Now, you can either follow by imitation or by copying or by emulating. So these are words that can be used as synonyms for follow. So when you say follow, it means to copy, to imitate, or to emulate, or to mimic. Am I making sense? And of course, every one of us, including our young ones here, you know that one of the fastest ways children learn when they are giving birth to and they grow is by following. How do they follow? They copy, copy and paste. Bishop Dark said, if it's not exam, copy. <laughs> because, so that's what they do. They are potentials. They, of course, every one of them carry great potential. But if they don't know how to copy something, their potentials will just be in it. So it will take copying and following to bring out certain things in them. I don't know whether you are getting it. And every one of us have passed through that stage before. But it is not just something about children. It's something about the human life. It's something about the human life. In order to bring the best out of your life, you must know what to follow, what to copy, what to imitate, what to uh, mimic, what to emulate. And as believers, the Bible did not leave us in ignorance. The Bible has captured various things about following that we must know. Because God is aware that when you come into the world, there are too many things. Listen, there are too many things in the world that is trying to gain your attention so that you can follow it. And God is also trying to gain your attention because of the destiny he has for you, which is very, very crucial. Because you are not a mistake. You are not born by accident. You came on divine agenda. And there's something about your life that God wants to do in your family, in your generation, and all those things. So you cannot, you, you are an asset. You are not a liability. People might not have planned for you, but God has already planned for you. Before he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you. And he ordained you. So before you came for, you are not trying to figure out what to do with your life. Your future is a past question to God. <laughs> before I formed you, I knew you. That's past tense. And I ordained past. So you are not trying to figure out what can become of my life. But your maker has already figured out what can become of your life. Dada. It's past question. So as far as he's concerned, he knoweth the end from the beginning. You are not trying to predict the end looking at your beginning. That's your problem. He knows the end from the... That means that until he ends, he doesn't begin. So the fact that you, he began you means that he has ended you. Hallelujah. Uh, and if you can understand that aspect of your life, you will never be depressed. You can never be frustrated. Because no matter the various variables and things happening around you, happening in your country, happening in your family, God knew all that and still ended your life before beginning you. So you are surprised about a lot of things. God is not surprised about anything. The lamp of God who was slain before the foundation of the world, before Adam and Eve sinned, God has already slain the lamp. Do you understand my point? That means that Everything that you find available in your life today and all the things that you are worried about and all those, God has so many contingency plans. It's not now that he's thinking. He has already thought. Therefore, if you have a God like that, who, had, who knows the end from the beginning and who have put the bits and pieces of your life together in eternity and he wants to guide you with your life, it is wisdom to follow. 
it is wisdom to follow. Because if you follow yourself, you don't know a lot of things about yourself. If you follow your parents, you don't know so much. They don't know so much about the details of your life. It takes time. Even your teachers don't know. Even your lecturers don't know. So the only ultimate person who knows is actually your father God. Do you understand my point? And God knowing everything about your life, the bits and pieces of your life and all that, decides to call men and women and anoint them and give them to you. So that what he's going to do, he's going to do through them. <laughs> so following God, you, if you follow only God and you don't know how to follow his men, there are a lot of dimensions in God you would never experience. Because you follow God directly and indirectly. I don't know whether I'm making sense. Am I flowing? Yeah. Why am I going ahead of myself? <laughs> Is it a blessing? Yeah. Hallelujah. So it, it's very important for you to realize that the, the second aspect of following, I've said that the first aspect is to mimic, to emulate, to copy. The second aspect of following has to do with pursuing. You are pursuing something. You are not necessarily trying to copy, but you are trying to engage certain things with regards to what you are pursuing. Do you understand? So two aspects. So in Greek, there are so many words for following, but the two major ones I want to focus on is that you can copy, which is an aspect of following, imitation, copying, mimicking. Then there's an aspect of following, which is to pursue, to pursue something, to pursue someone. You are not necessarily copying the person. You are just pursuing someone because of what you want to get. That's all. It's not really about becoming like the person, but it is so much about you feel that, okay, this guy is a nice guy or this lady, I think that looking at where he has gotten to, I just want to pursue the person, that's all. Do you understand the point? Am I making sense? So these are the two aspects of following I want to draw your attention to. All right. Now the next thing you have to also get to know is that in the ministry of Jesus, Jesus had a lot of people following him. But all the people following Jesus, we can categorize them into two. There were people who were following Jesus because of what they can get. And there were people who were following Jesus because of what they need to become. <laughs> Mark chapter, Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. Let's work that. So we'll read from verse 19 to 21. Matthew 4. Is someone being blessed? I gaining some understanding? All right, so let's look at this carefully. And he said unto them, of course, Jesus called Peter and Andrew. He said unto them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Principle. Jesus is saying that follow me. But when you follow me, the result of that is that I'll begin to make you. I'll not give you, I'll make you. There's a difference between give you and make you. There are two different things. Making you is superior to giving you. Yeah. It means that without following, you cannot be made. Anything you God wants to make out of your life, it will, it will be premised on following. Follow me and I will make you. So how well you follow will determine how well you are made. Am I making sense? Because your making is in following. Okay. So that's what Jesus said. He called them and said, follow me and I'll make you. The next verse. And they straight away left their net and followed him. Wow. That means in following, there are some things you have to leave. Other than that, you can't follow well. Yes. According to this. Because they, they, they were already preoccupied by something. And Jesus said, follow me and I'll make you. 
But in order for them to follow, there are certain things they have to let go of. So in following, sometimes your following can cost you. But the next verse. But whatever your following costs you compared to what you are going to receive or become is superior to the cost. Have you seen someone who is going to dig for gold and is complaining about the, the cost of digging for the gold? Because the value of the gold is way superior to how much it costs you in digging. It doesn't matter whether there's mad. It doesn't matter what happens. The most important thing that if you can get that gold, finish. It compensates you for everything. Most people could not, uh, cannot follow well because they don't know how precious and valuable what they, when you follow, what you get or what you become. They don't know how precious it is. That's why they give up in following. Am I making sense? Because they've not done their cost comparison well. The cost and then the benefits well. But you have to luxury well. <laughs> All right. And going on from hence, he saw other two brethren, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, in a ship with Zebedee, their father, mending their net, and he called them. So he called another group. The next verse. And they immediately left the ship and their father. The first one, they just, they just left their net. These people, they left the ship and they left the father. <laughs> That means sometimes following will cause you to lose some people. There are some people you have to leave them. Sometimes family, sometimes friends, sometimes, sometimes a beloved. <laughs> I didn't say wife. I didn't say husband. I said me. <laughs> okay, 22. Am I following? <laughs> and they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. All right, the next verse. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogue and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of sickness and all manner of disease among the people. So after Jesus called some people, he went about preaching and teaching. Wow, good news. The next verse. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torment, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the, the palsy, and he healed them. So Jesus moved into ministry, he started preaching, he started teaching, then he started doing miracles. Goodness. The next verse. Please, everybody, let's read. Did he call them? Now, from 19, we saw people Jesus called. And when he called them, he said, follow me, and I'm going to make you. Then, when he began to do miracles, Powerful teaching, powerful miracles. The Bible said that multitudes. Now, so what did the multitudes see for which they decided to come and follow? What do you think? What did they see? Miracles. Goodness. That this man, he can heal the sick. This man, he can give you miracle job. <laughs> he can give you miracle marriage. This man, if you follow him, hey, your problem will be solved. So you see, we see two categories of people in these verses. The first category, they were not following because of miracle job. They did, actually, they didn't even see any miracle. It is after they started following, they began to see the miracle. But when he called them, they didn't even know who he was. Because Jesus just finished the temptation. That's Matthew chapter 4 from verse 1. So, from the, so they didn't know him. He has not started ministry. Am I making sense? But when he met them, he said, you, come and follow me. So, question. You know, who, who are you going to follow? Do you know him? No. Where does he stay? No. What is the guarantee that your future is secured? No. 
because you have not even seen him doing anything yet. So what actually moved them to follow? That's conviction. That's conviction. It goes beyond the mind. It is not a mind thing. And ah, they should have stopped to think about it. How can just follow me and I'll make you? Fishers of men, who are you? Because all that we know about you is that the other time we saw that your father is a carpenter. And then we have been seeing you working with your father at the carpentry shop. Then you vanish. We didn't see you again. After 40 days, you have come and say, follow. What you know? You know? <laughs> and even we have some mystery about your birth. Yes. Which we have not resolved yet. Wow. I, I, am I making sense? Yes. So something moved them to want to follow. Something moved them. Maybe the words Jesus spoke was, was with such authority that because it was a compelling word. They didn't just hear words. There's a spirit release that moved them to take that decision. That after many years, Peter said, Master, we've left all to follow you. <laughs> <laughs> and there we are. <laughs> are you being blessed? Yes. It's normal. It's normal to... <laughs> Peter said, Master, we've left all to follow you. What shall we have? What's the benefit of following you? Then Jesus have to, Jesus didn't rebuke him because Jesus knows that it's critical. At that point, he has to ask. <laughs> it's a critical question. Maybe you are here and you are thinking about a lot of things. That, ah, Jack, there are things I've left just because of Jesus. There are things I've left just because of church. I want to be committed. I want to pray. I want to. And I'm not seeing the thing the way I'm, I'm supposed to see the thing. All the things I've heard. I see what Jesus is doing all over the place. But me that I'm following here, I'm not seeing anything. God, he's healing the sick. He's raising the dead. People are getting miracles. But suddenly, me, I'm a disciple. For goodness sake, you send me on errands. But I mean, who she was my brother? <laughs> and Jesus had to pause and say, my friend. Now, listen to this. What they didn't know is that there were two groups of people following Jesus. Their following of Jesus was for them to be made, not for them to be given. Are you getting the point? And the other group that saw miracles and began to follow Jesus, they are it's what they saw that moved them. So though they were following, they were following with different motives. It means that in every church, there are two groups of people there. In every... <laughs> in every church, anytime you see people following either a man of God, a woman of God, or a ministry and all those things, you can find these two groups of people. There are people who are following based on conviction that they have to be made. And there are people who are coming because Charlie, there are too many issues they want to be resolved in their life. So they are coming for answers. They are coming to be given something. Those are the people when they come to church and they have a lot of problem and you, unfortunately the service doesn't address the problem. You don't know the number of things they will see in their head against you. <laughs> I have rent to pay and say, the Lord, the Lord says, I should tell you, you are going to be a great man. What has... Mike, my friend! <laughs> tell him, Say something about the rent issue. Great, meaning to me, great, but right now, what is God saying? And you know, most of the times when, most of the time when you are in deep trouble or you are believing God for something, then he's saying something different. Have you realized that? He's talking about your future. Why do you, there are things have to be addressed. He's talking about future. <laughs> But if you don't understand the ways of God, you have a, a lot of problems. 
Because you are concerned about his act, but he has a way. And his way is superior than what you are looking for. Clap for God. Hallelujah. So the second category of people were following because of the miracles. So it is possible that if you are in the category of the first category, like Peter, Andrew, James, when you see that, ah, come on, these people, they are coming. And then you are seeing that ah, they are receiving breakthrough. Goodness. They are receiving a lot of answers. But you that you are following Jesus, because like, you are not seeing what the other people are seeing. Do you understand? So the two of us, of course, the second group, they are following. They are also following. You. Everyone is following, but they are following with different motives. Do you understand? So the people who are following because of the signs they saw, they have a lifespan around Jesus. <laughs> expiring date. And I'm personally you know. Expiring date. They have expiring date. There are two expiring dates. Let me show you how their expiring date will come. There are two things. It's either if their issues are not addressed the way they want it, when they want it, with time, they will leave Jesus and go to the next man of God. Because I came to follow because I heard that you can do this, you can do that, you can do that. But when I came, I realized actually I've been around for some time, but no answer. I've been around for some time, but meanwhile, what the person does not know is that while the person is looking at the fixing of an immediate problem, God is looking at something superior in his destiny, wanting to build him to have muscles, to have mindset, to have capacity, to have character, to sustain what he what is about to deliver him from into. He is focusing on the problem, but God is focusing on the fact that if I deliver you from here, do you have what it takes to sustain and not to return back? Am I, am I helping someone? Yes. He could have easily gotten them to the promised land. As a matter of fact, there was a short route. But he didn't do that. He said, no, 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 no. They can't handle it. Even if they get there, they can't handle it. So let's go by the long route. Because there, I will use it to train them and build them. Then when they get to the promised land, they have what it takes. Whilst you are thinking about just fixing a temporary problem, God is thinking about something eternal and something permanent. Am I making sense? And if you don't have this understanding, the devil will take advantage of a lot of things to frustrate you. If you don't take care, especially in this last day, you will go and follow seducing spirit and doctrines taught of the devil. By the time you realize you have departed from the feet. Because that's one of the characteristics of this, this last day. Because this last day, people are going through so many things. And instead of paying attention to the truth of God's word and the fundamental principles of God's word, people want to hear something. Yeah. So there are too many spirits that have been activated by the devil, which are called seducing spirits, who will tell you what you want to hear. And if you don't take care, it will lure you away. You will go and hear things you want to hear. By the time you realize you have departed from the faith, you are no longer in the faith again. Am I making sense? So, it is possible that the other group, the aspiring date of one might be disappointment, prolonged expectation not being met within the person's own time frame. Because some of you give God time. Yeah. By next year. With all the seed I'm sowing and the things I'm, if I don't see any change, next year, Mijai. You are not the first person to say something like that. And people think that when they do that, God will be like, God will, oh, please, God is eternal. <laughs> let, let, let me help you. You are dealing with an eternal God. Time is not a factor to him. Do you understand? Yeah. 
It will wear you out. It will not wear him out. A day is like a thousand years, my friend. What you are considering 10 years in him is just some seconds. <laughs> that is why if you want to follow God, you have to understand his ways. You have to understand his ways. Because if you don't understand his ways, the devil will play a lot of tricks on you. And to understand his ways, you have to take time. That's why you have to settle down with the word. Too many people know his acts, but they don't understand the ways of God. So they use the acts of God to try to determine too many things in their life. Then they start getting stranded and frustrated. Because all they know is the acts. But they don't know that behind the acts are ways. That is why between Moses and the children of Israel, the children of Israel are easily frustrated and murmuring. Moses was not like that. Because Moses knew the ways of God. They only knew the acts of God. Am I helping someone? And for information, it is possible for God to do a miracle for you today. And in the next three months, you are still complaining. Do you know? Because miracle is not what builds your faith. What miracles didn't the children of Israel see? Yet anytime there is an issue, they behave as if they are unbelievers. It means that miracle is not what builds your faith. It's the word. You stay with the word. That is why if you find a church that the pastor gives the word, unadulterated word, please stay with it. Stay with it. And go, thank be to God that we have a man of God who teaches us the word. Amen. I'm telling you, it's a blessing. Because that's what brings, listen, wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of our time. By wisdom a house is built. By understanding it is established. What establishes you is understanding, not miracle. Am I helping? Yes. Ask your neighbor. Are you, are you part of the second category or the first? <laughs> All right. So in this place, I have two categories of people. There are people who are part of the second, but don't worry. Sometimes God takes advantage of certain situations to bring you into his presence. And then when you come into his presence, he begins to meet those situations, but he calls you to something higher. And when you are a believer, listen to this. The call to salvation is not just a call to meet your personal needs. The call to salvation is a call to bring you into Christ, number one. And God has a divine destiny for your life. So he, have you forgotten, according to First um, Timothy chapter 1 verse um, 9, where he spoke about, um, he has called us unto salvation, we are saved, and he has called us unto his own purpose. Am I making sense? So it's a call to salvation, but beyond salvation, there is a purpose for your life. Am I making sense? Are you getting the point? So you have to be careful about that. So there are many people that your issues and things, of course, God is a father. He's concerned about your needs. He's concerned about your rent. He's concerned about your marriage. He's concerned about so many things. But in order of priority, there are too many things he wants to do with your life beyond just that. So they are, he will meet them. Are you getting the point? But if you begin to make them the sole focus of your serving and following him, you will miss it. Because there's something superior. There's something higher beyond just meeting your needs. Am I making sense? Do you understand the point? Therefore, God is calling us tonight to come to a place where as much as there are things we want him to do because we know he's capable of doing this, he's capable of giving me miracle money, he's a provider, he's capable of protecting me, he's capable of doing all these things. We know that. We appreciate that. We know he will do it. But we are coming to a place in following where it is not just about that. We are stepping a little higher. We are coming to a place where the reason why we came to him beyond this is because there is something he has to make out of our life. There is something because, listen, with what you are made, you can have everything you want to have. 
Because it will take what you are made of to be able to handle what he wants to give you. Have you forgotten that when they became apostles, monies were put at their feet, not their hands. But you see how long it took. <laughs> what once upon a time people would be chasing after, when they became what they had to become, all those resources located them, wherever they are, such that they are dignitaries, People like Cornelius will have to send message, send people to come and fetch Peter. After being made, I came to submit to someone. If you are a child of God, there's something God wants to make out of your life. Beyond the things you want him to do for you, which he is concerned about, your heavenly father knows that you need these things. But seek ye first the kingdom. He knows you need it, but he's saying that as much as you need it, there's something higher. He called you to make you. And in his calling you, your goal is to follow him so that you can be made. Because he's in a journey of making you. Your followership must result in you being made. He wants to make you, your mindset. Because some of you, where you are coming from, the kind of mindset you have cannot sustain the kind of future you carry. Because your family, the background and all those, they have given you a tainted perception about life. The experiences you have gone through and all the things that have happened to you are legitimate and all those things. But they, they have a way of interfering with, because some of you, when God shows you his agenda for your life, you reject it. Like Gideon. When the angel came to him and said, my friend, that mighty man of valor, he said, me, wrong address. Who are you talking to? <laughs> Opa, mighty man of valor, I'll be treasuring wheat in a wine, in a wine press. What's it be that? <laughs> Instead of grip in a wine wheat. That means I'm a fiero. I'm hiding. Because we don't trust wheat in a wine press. Then you say, mighty man of valor. Say, it's wrong address. Then you say, I say you are a mighty man of valor. You are going to deliver the people. He said, me, have you forgotten? Let me remind you, number one. <laughs> my family, my tribe is the least. Now, I'm crying my tribe. Me, I'm the least there. So the least of the least. He was talking from experience, whilst the angel was talking from revelation of eternal plan. <laughs> he was talking from his experience, but the angel was talking revelation. Now, uh, the last time I checked your file in heaven, this is what God wants to do with your life. He has already programmed. It is not now. He has already programmed that. That's your destiny. So I'm just calling you to come up to your destiny. And you are telling me about your history. Have you forgotten before he formed you, he knew you? Because of what you carry, that's why he put you there in that family. Because for all you may know, it is because of the kind of future you have. That's why you are born in the family you are born to. Because most of the time, people complain about what they are an answer to. But Gideon was an answer to what he has been complaining all along about. The solution for the deliverance was in him. But he couldn't respond to it. So sometimes God has to call you and begin to open you up to what he has for you. And the process is not just giving you, it's making you. Why do you want someone to come and give you deliverance? He wants to make you the deliverer. And sometimes that process. Yeah. Whilst you are thinking of someone coming to deliver you, a radio that may my help, God, I pray. All my helpers. Meanwhile, in God's mind, of course, there are helpers allocated for you. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm balancing it. There are helpers allocated for your life. But what I'm saying is that sometimes there are certain periods of your life, sometimes God will not allow the helpers to surface because there's something he's developing in you for you to be the helper. So if you see David at the age of 17 trying to take care of his fathership and you see a lion and say, oh, David, look at this small boy. How can you, how, who, who is your father? You're a wicked man. Your father is a wicked man. Look at you. Your, your elder brothers are in the military field 
And you are here. Look at Lion. No, 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 no. I have to do something. Do you know what you have done? If you help David in taking care of the sheep and fighting um, the lion and the bear for David, you don't know that you have tempered with David's destiny when he meets Goliath because he will have no reference point. <laughs> because when he meets Goliath, he needs a reference point that the same God who delivered, the helper I had was God. The same God who delivered me from the lion and the bear is the same God. But when, he, when you help, he has to look for you. Lord, if I can get this guy, I can. So there are times that sometimes God will intentionally not allow certain things. Not because he doesn't care about you, but because there's something superior he's doing. It will take you time to understand. Because sometimes life is led forward, but understood backward. Sometimes life is led forward. But understood backward. That means that there are times that, as at present, there are things you not understand. But after some months and some years, when you look back, say, "Hey, I thank God for that breakup." Yeah, I thank God. <laughs> I thank God for that breakup. Hey, yeah, I'm Yeah. So you mean I would have been in the marriage? Hey, Lord, I thank you. What you cried about so many years ago, now you realize that ah, so me, why did I cry? <laughs> it's because you didn't have certain understandings then. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? Yeah. Is it being a blessing? Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 So these are the two categories of people. So people who follow because of what they have to get and people who are following because there's something God wants to make out of their life. And when you come to God, of course, if you, are, if you are young in God, the emphasis is what you can get. That's why if a child is born, the emphasis of the child is not really bonding with the parent. What did you come with from town? Daddy, when you're coming, buy me this. That, that is a sign. It is a sign of immaturity. But as you grow in God, he moves you from that place to a place where, you are, where your, 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 your emphasis is becoming, not getting. Do you understand? Which is very, very important. Now, let's look at what the Bible says about following. Because the why of following is because, number one, it will take following for God to make you. Number one, it will take following for God to make you. Matthew chapter 4, verse, verse 19. It will take following for God to make you. And of course, you know that God's greatest goal, according to the Great Commission, is not just preaching the gospel. It's making disciples. You cannot, listen, the principal characteristics of a disciple is that a disciple is a follower. So when a man becomes born again, following is your life because that is the pathway for making disciples. And God wants to make you a disciple. That is why the first, the why of following is because following is partner to the agenda God has in making you a disciple. So that you can look like Christ, act like Christ, and behave like Christ. Mimicking him. That in your family, we don't need Jesus. Once we see you, because you are the Jesus in the family. Yes. Once you are there, it means that Jesus is there. Because he lives in you. You talk like him. You act like him. Because that's God's goal. To conform us to the image of a son. That's the ultimate goal. Please, are you getting it? The second why of following is because the Bible instructs us and admonishes us on following. Let me give you some couple of scriptures on that. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 1 and 2. 
Now the Bible talks about be followers of God as dear children. So here we see that the Bible is admonishing and instructing us. Say be ye. It's not an advice. It's an instruction. He said, if you think you can, he said, be ye. So it's not an advice. That's an instruction. So the Bible instructs us on following. And the first instruction we see here is that be followers of God. So as part of your following in the kingdom, we follow God. That's number one. Be followers of God. So that's number one. Are you getting the point? Now, in Ephesians, be ye followers of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also have loved us and have given himself us. So we see that here, the following God here is following him in terms of how he loves us and in terms of his sacrifice. Because if you go to chapter 4, the last verse, he's talking about forgiveness. That you to forgive as Christ has also forgiven you. Then end be ye followers. Do you understand? So the followership here of God is the love dimension and the sacrifice dimension. Now, the second thing. Hallelujah. Please, I hope you are getting it. Now, the second thing about following, which the Bible says, is 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1. But before you give me 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, you can write that. Give me 1 Thessalonians 1, 6. Let's see something there quickly. 1 Thessalonians 1, 6. 1 Thessalonians 1, 6. And be ye followers of us and of the Lord. So you see, it is not only God we are instructed to follow. We are also instructed to follow the men he sends to us in the body of Christ. Because the Bible says that be, and, and ye became followers of us and of the Lord. So it is not enough to say that as for me, it's only God I follow. It's only God. You'll be there. Have you forgotten the Bible said that believe in God and you'll be established. Believe also in his servant and you prosper. That means your belief in God stabilizes your life. It is your believing in the servant he positioned over your life that determines your prosperity. Your advancement, your progress is connected to your believing in servant. So there are people who believe in God. We thank God for your life. But if you don't know how to believe in the people he sent to you, it will shock you that your progress will delay. Your making it will delay because the aspect of your progress in time is connected to sentiment. Believe God, you'll be established. Believe also in a servant, then you will prosper. Am I making sense? Do you understand the point? So there is a need. So that's why he said that don't just, it's not following God. That's why I'm following God is the ultimate. That's the first. Then you also follow the servants he brings to you. Because it's God bringing them to you. He said, I'll give you pastors after my heart who will teach you. Are you getting the point? Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, what does he say? Verse 1. Um, that's also Paul talking. Be ye followers of me. So he's speaking to the, the church in Corinth and he said that, my friend, as far as this congregation is concerned, I am the sent man over this assembly. So I've taught you believing in God, but there are things in God I must model for you. That's why God brought me as your pastor. So be ye followers of me. That's the man of God talking. It was allowed. It was written in the Bible. <laughs> If you, because listen, men are God's method. When I say man, I'm not talking about gender. I beg you. I'm talking about, it's male and female. Do you understand? So uh, what I'm, I mean is that there are things God wants to do for you. He will pass it through people. That's why he sends people to you. And it's a blessing. When you get born again, that's why God placed you in a family called a church. Because all the things God will be doing in your life, he will do it through the church. 
Because that's why he has given you. That's why the church is a family. To raise you, to build you. And to give you leveraging in life. Yeah, church is a family. Am I helping someone? Yeah. I've been blessed. Yeah. Now let's look at the next thing. First Corinthians 4.16, quickly. First Corinthians 4.16. Wherefore I beseech you, be you followers of me. <laughs> he was talking to them. Of course, if you read it in context, you understand that he was telling them that in Christ you have many instructors, but few fathers. I am your father. I'm the one who prayed to you. So be followers of me. That means that when God gives you a saint man and puts you in a congregation, you cannot follow anybody more than you follow your saint man if you are convicted. What I mean is that you are giving, the, of course, in the body of Christ, there are many people that you are giving in the body of Christ to be a blessing. But when it comes to following, you follow the saint man that God has placed over you. That's why you are placed in the church. So there are things we can learn from other places. But when it comes to following our daily life, so okay, I follow TDJs. When you have tr trouble, call TDJs. <laughs> Do you have his number? What do you know about TDJs? It's only the messages on YouTube. So it means that there are things TDJs cannot help you on. That's why God puts you a physical representation that you can interact with. Am I helping someone? Am I helping someone? I follow Joshua Samuel. Continue. Continue. When you have troubles, call Joshua Samuel if you pick. <laughs> so there are people God, of course, he's a blessing. So as far as this congregation is concerned, Joshua Salmon is one of the blessings to the body of Christ. And because you are part of the body, there are things that you receive that blesses you. But when it comes to raising you, your life, God has placed you under a shepherd called your pastor. I don't know whether you are getting it. Please do you understand. Which is very, very important. But unfortunately, when these things are not taught well, that's why it is important to teach the church how to behave. Paul said, I, I write to you this letter so that if I tarry, you teach them how to behave well in the house of God. There's a way. There's a way to church rightly. <laughs> There's a way to follow rightly. How many of you have been blessed? Which is very, very important. Are you gaining some understanding? Yeah. I just realized the time is going. <laughs> Alright, so now, the other thing the Bible talks about in following, he's, he's also, the Bible talks about following brethren who have attained results. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. Be ye not slothful, but followers of them who through faith and patience inherit their promise. So the Bible is letting you know that when it comes to following in this Christian life or in the kingdom, there are people that what promise God has given you, there are people who have inherited certain promises. There's nothing new under the sun. It might be different in dimension. But what I mean is that everything you are believing God for, there are people in the body of Christ who are working in those dimensions. So the Bible is saying that as part of your following, when you discover people who have obtained certain results you are looking for, he qualifies it. He says, who through faith and patience. You don't just follow someone because the person has results. That's what has landed a lot of people in trouble. Because we live in a generation where people's resort moves people to follow them. And they don't know how they got their result. 
Only for them to start following them and then be, they begin to discover processes they realize that, come on, if I knew this is what you did, I wouldn't have followed you. <laughs> so the Bible qualified, be followers of them who through faith and patience. It means that when it comes to our kingdom, you follow people in terms of their faith and their patience. It means it's possible to get results outside faith and patience. But in this kingdom, the Bible says follow this kind of people. Not just the result. What is the process to getting the result? The faith and the patience. Am I helping someone? In Tuboisier. The patient there is number one in Tuboisier and number two, consistency. Another word for patient in Greek is cons being consistent. Consistency. Am I helping someone? There are people who are believing God for, you are believing God for marriage, you are believing God for something, and you are believing God for just six months. There are people who have believed God for two years until it came. Patience. Patience. Am I helping someone? Do you know when Sinatch married? Do you know her age before she married? She was past 35. Do you know her age before she gave birth? She gave birth after four years or so. <laughs> so that's what the Bible says. Because there are some of us, based on the various things we are going through and all that, sometimes you need some people that God puts in your path. So that when you look at their faith and patience with the result, it can comfort you. Through faith and patience. Abraham waited for 25 years. I'm not saying you wait for that. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I hope you are getting the point. All right. Is it a blessing? Oh, yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And then there are also certain virtues that we are supposed to follow. Romans chapter 14, verse 19. 1 Corinthians 14, 1. First um, Timothy 6, 11. You can just, because of time, that's why I'm just making mention of them. Romans 14, verse 19. First Corinthians 14, verse 1. First Timothy 6, verse 11. So Romans 4, verse 19, he's, he's saying that you should seek things or pursue things that makes for peace. Follow things that makes for peace. Let us therefore follow after the things which makes for peace. So in church, there are too many things that can divide us in church. Too many things. Because if you read it in context, he was speaking about everybody in their disposition. Someone say, I, I don't eat meat. Someone say, I don't do this. I don't, I don't worship on so-and-so day. Then in addressing all of that, he said that, please, let us focus on this. Let us therefore follow after the things. So there are certain things in the church as a family that will bring us into peace. Those are the things which follow. Not the things that will scatter us. There are things we will not agree on everything. But we, can, uh, we have to agree on the major thing that matters as the foundations of the scriptures. As far as our church is concerned. What is our vision? What is our mission? What does God want? There are many things you might not necessarily agree on. But when it comes to church, there are things that have been laid down already. Because church is not democracy. It's theocracy. God calls a man, not a committee. <laughs> not a committee. The committee can be set up to aid, but the committee is not the calling. <laughs> Hallelujah. Have you been blessed? Yes. Then um, 1 Corinthians 14.1, he's talking about follow after charity, after love. So these are the things. All right. Now, so we've spoken about one, the why of following is to be made. 
The second thing why of following is because scripture admonishes and instructs us. And I've given you some of the things scripture has said about following. Then the third thing, please write down. The third thing about following is that following also gives you access. It gives you access to receive solutions and obtain blessings. So following, following also gives you access. Because whether you want to be made or you want to, whether you want to be made or you want to get certain result, if you don't follow, the, part, the two of them, the pathway is to follow. There are things that you want to see in your life concerning your finances, concerning your life in terms of favor. There are certain things that you are believing God for. There are principles in the kingdom you have to be taught to follow. If you don't follow, because Christianity is not, is, God is not a magician. There are pathways. So there are things you are taught to follow before you can even obtain certain results. I hope you are getting the point, which is also very, very important. So take notice of that. Then, following has what it takes to qualify you for what you don't deserve. Following has what it takes to qualify you for what you don't deserve. That's the story of Ruth. Ruth was a Moabite. There is no way Ruth was supposed to qualify to be in the family tree of Jesus. But because Ruth made up her mind, when there was an opportunity for her to separate from Naomi, Ruth and Opa, you know Opa left, we didn't hear of her again. When Opa refused to follow her destiny and her life, we didn't hear of her again. There was no record on her. But Ruth, the circumstances surrounding Ruth and she following did not make sense. Because she was following a woman who cannot give, even if you marry and give birth, what kind of child is she going to marry? Number two, the woman was old. Naomi was old. There was no guarantee about future. But Ruth was highly convicted that, no, this is the kind of woman I need to follow. Do you understand the point? Such that even when Naomi was trying to sack her, that, oh, don't waste your time. Don't follow me. Just go back. The lady was so convicted that he was so persuaded that he told Naomi that wherever you go, I'll go. Where you die, I'll die. The thing became serious. And Naomi realized that, no, the girl is too determined, so he has to allow but eventually, when Ruth followed Naomi, we realized that in the process of following, she got an opportunity to marry Boaz. And marriage of Boaz produced Obed. And Obed is the great-grandfather of Jesus, because David, then Jesus. So it is following Naomi that qualified Ruth, who didn't deserve. So followership has a way of causing you to qualify or get certain things, and there is no way that those things can come into your life. There are certain graces you can never have, irrespective of how powerful you are in prayer. Because those graces are not designated for you as a person, but they are graces God gives a man. Your followership of that man qualifies you to enter and enjoy some of the graces. Which are normal circumstances. Because a man can receive nothing except it's given to you. <laughs> Am I making sense? So when you discover a place like this, a servant of God who is anointed by virtue of that calling and grace and certain covenant God, God has with the servant. Everybody that connects and follow well, automatically, you begin to enjoy and qualify for those things that are normal circumstances. There's no way. It's not designed in your life for you to have, but because of connection in following, there are things that can come to you. Am I helping you? Am I helping you? The last thing, and then I touch on just one thing and it's a blessing. It's too much. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Now, please listen. Have you forgotten the story of Elisha and Elijah? Do you know that according to 1 Kings, according to um, 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 16, if you go home, you can read it, and then 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 1 downward. Let me, in 1 Kings chapter 19, you realize that verse 16, you realize that God communicated to Elijah when Elisha was not there. That go and anoint three people of which Elisha was part. So as far as God's plan is concerned, Elisha had been captured by God to be the one to inherit the mantle as far as the prophetic office is concerned for, um, of Elijah. But do you know that it took following for him to enter into what had been ordained for him already? If Elijah did not follow, it is possible for that thing to be hanging over his head and he would never walk in it. There are many people that there are too many things that have been destined by God as far as your destiny is concerned, as far as your life is concerned. But because of lack of following or not following well, so you are not able to walk in the realities of what have been made already available for you in your destiny. Am I making sense? So what happened? The sons of the prophet were part of Elijah's school. They knew everything about the prophetic. David knew when Elijah would be taken away. Do you know Elijah will be taken away? Do you know that today your master will be taken away? They had prophetic insight, but they didn't receive that grace. They didn't receive the mantle. They had the prophetic. You can know what is about to happen. It doesn't qualify you for it. There is a difference between knowing something about to happen, as far as God's plan is concerned, an anointing about to shift, a mantle beginning uh, about to be released. That does not guarantee that you walk in it. Because between your knowing and working in it, it is following. What qualified Elijah to? Elijah to she, he followed hardly. Do you know the number of times Elijah tried to discourage him? But he, he followed. He followed hardly. Followed hardly. He followed to the end. There are too many people who follow when they give up. So by the time they give up, what have been designated to them, they cannot work in it. And the issue is not God. So if, you, if these are some of the great benefits and benefits of following, you, you should be able to know why the devil will fight you from following. Listen, for you to be able to follow, you should know that if these are the things allocated as blessings of following, one of the greatest things about the enemy is that he will try as much as possible to make sure that you can't follow well, to frustrate you in following. Because you think that he's attacking your following. He's actually attacking your blessings. It's not the following. The goal is the blessing. But in order to disqualify you from the blessing, he should attack your following. That's all. Am I helping you? That's why your mind is not enough. Because the greatest battle in following is your mind. <laughs> it's your mind. It's the mind. Too many thoughts running through your mind. Too many things. Why should I do this? Why should I do it every time? Too many things. But you don't know that sometimes the devil takes advantage of those things because he knows that if he can succeed in doing that to you, that's your end. Because some of you, there are things the devil will never tempt you with. All he has to do is to try as much as possible to temper with your following. That's all. He's done with you. Do you know why the Bible uses the sheep as an illustration of a believer? All we like sheep have gone astray. Jesus said that I'm the chief shepherd. So we are the sheep. David said the Lord is my shepherd. It's because, listen, the, the metaphor sheep as for a believer is because God wants to draw attention to something. Have you seen snakes following before? <laughs> Have you seen, if you, the day you see a snake following someone, you know that 
That's manner. <laughs> but it is normal for a sheep to follow because the sheep in itself cannot lead itself. The sheep needs to be dependent on the shepherd. The security of a sheep, the provision of a sheep, and a lot of things about the sheep is dependent on the shepherd. shepherd. So as the sheep learns to follow the shepherd well, everything that the sheep needs is catered for in the shepherd. So when you strike the shepherd, the sheep will now scatter. So that is why when men of God are being attacked or when there are too many things trying to affect a man of God, God places you under, you should better be crying. The reason is because there are things God has positioned in him or in her for the congregation. If he is affected, because when you strike the shepherd, the sheep will scatter. Because the security of the sheep is in the shepherd. That is why it is important to pray for men of God. One of the key things you have to do in following is prayer. Am I helping someone? Am I helping someone? If something happened to Moses, how would they come out? <laughs> how would they come out? <laughs> I'm telling you. How would they come out? I don't know whether you're getting it. So it's very, very important. These are crucial matters. So that is why God uses the analogy of the sheep to illustrate every believer. Wanting you to know that just like the sheep always have to follow a shepherd, every believer must follow first the chief shepherd. Then the chief shepherd places you under shepherds in a church, in an assembly. And as you follow, that is where your security, your provision, and so many things about your destiny will start falling in place because it's a place to build you. It's a place to help you. It's a place to nourish you. So that, you, you know that when a sheep is um, dissociated or when a sheep is, if the devil finds a way, if you, if you have watched wildlife or any of this, animal kingdom and all that, you realize that that if a, um, a lion want to attack or any predator want to attack a sheep, if they are in a flock, it is very difficult. So what they have to do is that they have to find strategies to do something to make sure that at least they can single out one. Immediately that one is singled out. That's the end. That's the same strategy the devil is using. So the devil will always attack you to make sure that you are not part of the flock. Then if he finds a way of making sure you are not part of the flock because you are vulnerable when you are not part of the flock, that is why it is dangerous to stay away from church. It is dangerous not to be committed to a place. It is dangerous not to be committed to a ministry, not to be committed to a man or a woman of God. It's dangerous not to be committed to a place. The reason is because you, you might think that, oh, I'm just adding to the number. It's beyond that. It's beyond that. Because that's why there are many things that attacks you in trying to separate you. Because the separation is the chance to launch on you and execute the agenda on you. Because there are many people that are connected to a ministry, to a church like this, and you have no idea the things that you have been delivered from just by connection. The things that, you have, the things that have been prevented from happening to you just by your connection. The day you go, that's when you see the gravity of the things. Am I making sense? So I'm saying that when God gives you a place, gives you a man, and plants you there and you are convicted, don't let anything under heaven, unless God tells you. <laughs> don't let anything. Don't let anything, because the key is in following. The key is in following. What are the qualities of a follower? Then I will end for today. Has it been a blessing? Have you learned something? 
Man of God, you know what happened? The, the way I prepared to come and teach, my message had to change. Yeah. I wanted to do a lot of systematic things, but when I, when I took the microphone, I felt like talking out of my spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I felt like talking out of my spirit because there are too many things God wants to address on various things. And that is why, we've, please, I didn't sit down with your pastor to do any. He just told me, about God, the topic is full of hardship. <laughs> ah, they know. <laughs> so the spirit is one. Hallelujah. How many of you sincerely, you feel you are blessed? You have learned something today, which is very, very important. Now, the, the good thing about church is that the various things God teaches you in church is not just for church. It's actually for your life. Everything that God trains you in in church, anything that is applicable in church, you don't know that God is prepared. He's using that training in church to prepare you for the world. Because where you live your life is not the church. Where you live your life is the world. The church is a training center to equip you, to build you, to protect you, and release you into the world to go and make impact. Do you understand? So everything you are taught in church is not just for church. You can find its application in several other areas of your life. When it comes to your work, when it comes to your business, when it comes to your life, relationship and all those things, all these things are applicable there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now let's look at the qualities of a follower. The qualities of a follower. The first quality of a follower is conviction. Conviction. You must be convicted. Conviction. Now, it will take conviction to be able to handle certain challenges that comes with followership. It takes conviction. So imagine when Elijah told Elijah that, my friend, you stay here. If Elijah was not, if Elijah was not convicted, he would have just stopped. The reason why Naomi, the reason why Ruth didn't go back, though everything around didn't look positive, was because Ruth was convicted beyond logical reason. Listen, conviction doesn't make sense. It makes spirit. doesn't make sense. Conviction sees beyond circumstance. Yes. Conviction keys into the unseen, not the seen. Because in following, if you want to look at the seen, you are likely to make a mistake. Now, let me give you an example of the conviction. Do you know that? Have you heard of David's mind to men? That's a classical example of following in being made. According to 1 Samuel chapter, don't turn there just right, 1 Samuel chapter 22. If you go, you can read it. You realize that David himself was running away from Saul, who was pursuing his life. Even though there was a prophecy over his head that he's going to be a king, but Charlie, the guy was going through a lot at that time. And then he ran away to go and hide in a cave called Abdullam. Whilst he was at Abdullam, people from his place came to him and said, the, the people in the, please let's read it, so that you see the kind of people who came there. First, first summer, 22. People who were in depth. People were discontented. They were not happy about life. Everything was some way for them. And David therefore departed hence and escaped to the cave of Abraham. And his brethren and, his, and all his father's house headed. They went down hither to him. The next verse. And everyone that was, let's go, distress. Can you imagine? Look at the characteristics of the people. Number one, distress. Okay. Everyone that. Okay. Okay. They guarded themselves onto a runaway person who that matter. He was going through a lot. There was no reason why. Oh no, who Do you understand my point? How can you be following a man who have not yet the present circumstance about the man is not settled? 
But the destiny as far as the man is concerned was settled. It is just that he was living in a temporary phase of his life. The mistake a lot of people make when they are following anointed and called people is that sometimes they look at their present situation. If you do that, you make a big mistake of your life because you might not... Yes. <laughs> because look at David. He was running away. He was now walking into his prophecy. He had not yet become what God wanted him to become. God was still working on him. But this, what did they see about David? They saw beyond his circumstance. They saw the calling. They saw the anointing. And they said that, I don't care whatever is happening to you presently. As far as we are concerned, there is something on your life that can help our life. And based on that, we have decided to stay with you. We will make you our captain. You might see circumstance. We see beyond your circumstance. We know that. We perceive that there's a call of God on your life. We perceive that there's an anointing resting on your life. And we know that the answers to all our problems is in this anointing. We'll, we'll do whatever it takes to follow you, to help you, to become all that you have to become in this anointing. Because that's how our answers will come. Like Elijah, if you see me go up, there are things that if you don't help build a ministry on, there are graces that the ministry can never work in it. If the ministry doesn't, there are different phases of a ministry. And the, the responsibility for growing the phases of the ministry is not just dependent on the senior pastor. The members, the workers and all that, they have a role to play in aiding the ministry to get to a certain level. Because every level and the dimension of grace and anointing release so there are some people whose destiny at this current level, the grace that is needed and the various things that is needed to be able to push some aspect of their destiny is in the next phase. And you are not following well. Right now, Pastor Chris is a global voice, but he didn't start like that. He started from somewhere. People aided, people worked, people followed and built. Now, his anointing is a global anointing. It has always been a global anointing. But it, was, it has not yet found expression as a then. But today, that means that there are some church members whose destiny, as far as they, the destiny they carry, maybe some of them, their destiny is into business and other things, that needed a global exposure. Do you know that when Pastor Chris rises, like he has risen now, into a global anointing, do you know that all the people connected to him, do you know that that global anointing will rub on their business? It will rub on their marriage. It will rub on a lot of things about them. What I'm trying to say is that when God connects you to a person, the higher the person goes, the higher you also go. Amen. That is why when you follow well in service, in commitment, you are not just helping a ministry. You are helping yourself because there are many things about the ministry. That is because ministry is not a building. Ministry is you. So as the, peop, as the ministry is growing, you are growing. Am, am I making sense? Yes. Am I helping you? So let's jump this. Let's go to second. Samuel 23. Second Samuel 23. 23. Verse 8. So in 2 Samuel, the people who came to David and began to follow him through all his wahala, and they were there for him and supporting him and all those things. By the time we get here, these be the names of the mighty men whom David had. Then he began to mention that the Tecmonite. That sat in the seat, the chief among the captain. The same was Adino, the Zanite. And he lifted up his spear against 800, 800, whom he slew at once. One man. The people who came to him in the cave of Abdullam, after following, this is what they became. One man called Adino could just lift up a spear. With one spear, he slew 800. Some years ago, he was a nobody. 
But after some process in following, look at what became of his life. That means that this potential has always been in him. If he had not connected to David and followed properly, there is no way this potential could have been released. The next one, he spoke about Eliezer, the son of Dodo. Now look at that. One of David's three mighty men with David. When he defied the armies that were there gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away. The next verse, I want to show you something. He arose and smote the Philistine until his hand was weary, and his hand cleaved unto the sword. Exploit. Hey! That's actually moving on. <laughs> These are reality. Hey, please, the Bible is not just a story. These are these things that happen. This is the result of following. What following made out of people who were discontented, who were distressed, who were in debt. That means that, listen, irrespective of your state, whenever God, if God wants to change your state and make something out of your life, what he does, does not, he doesn't just do a miracle. He brings you to a place. He brings you to an environment. He brings you to a ministry. He brings you under leadership. And if you stay under leadership and follow well, but if you can just give it time, just give it time, just give it time, just give it time. If you can just give it time and go through the process, by the time you realize something supernatural will come out of your life, something will be produced out of your life. This is what became of them. These are people who were in debt and all those things. But after following, from um, Samuel 22, first Samuel, it took second Samuel 23. Can you imagine? <laughs> oh, Samuel 22. Oh, by uh, 23. First Samuel. First Samuel 22. I said, I call 23. First Samuel. I said, about 24. Ah, till second Samuel. Yet, not second Samuel, chapter 1, oh, chapter 2, chapter 3. 23. Tell your neighbor, give it time. Tell another person, give it time. Tell another person, give it time. It's worth the following. Give it time. It will pay off. Give it time. Because you're making. It's in following. The next quality has to do, you must have willingness to learn. As a follower, you must be willing to learn. Let me say this. You must be willing to learn, unlearn, and relearn. Yes. Because when you want to follow well to be made, there are certain things you have learned which is not consistent with the kind of knowledge and truth God wants to give you for where you are going. There are things you have learned by experience which will not help you. There are things you have learned by family upbringing which will not help you. So God brings you into an environment for you to follow. And as part of the following, you are going to follow teachings. You are going to follow instructions. So if you are not the person who can unlearn, like you say, all men are the same. Who told you that? <laughs> and you are believing God to marry a good man. What a contradiction. Eradiate. <laughs> you. I want a man. There is a mema. Oh, mena. So your confession is even negative. It's canceling out your prayer. So in following, you are taught how to confess rightly, how to think rightly. So you must be willing to unlearn and relearn and learn. That's a quality. Anybody who is not willing to learn, you can't follow well. You can't follow well. You can't follow well. You can't follow well. The next quality, quickly. Flexibility. You must be flexible. Flexible. Because in following, you are molded. Disciples have to be molded. You are molded into a particular shape for what you carry, for what God wants to do with your life. 
So if you don't have a little bit of flexibility in your system, you are likely to sabotage what God wants to make out of your life. For instance, Peter was a fisherman. Meanwhile, in his destiny, he's supposed to be an apostle. So he has to be flexible to make adjustments. I don't know whether you're getting it. Do you understand? Because some of the things God is calling you into, or some of the things God wants to produce out of your life, there are certain things you are doing currently. That, that is not the kind of greatness that, that is not the kind of thing you need to do to better the kind of greatness in you. That is what circumstances and situations have put you. But there is something about your life which is more than where you are. Do you understand? So if you are not flexible for adjustment, am I helping someone? Yes. Am I helping someone? Yes. Like there are some people who say, that's for me, I can never do business. Why are you saying you can't do business? Is it God who said, or oh, you are saying? Because maybe it's because of situation and a lot of things. And now your business, will walk up into from that, they'll say, me, business, I mean, you. Share. Because you remember the pain of something that happened. Meanwhile, maybe in your destiny, God is calling you to be one of the serious kingdom boasses of our time. That you are supposed to be a kingdom financier. Therefore, if you are not flexible in following, and God gives you another instruction, that go back to that business, like Peter. Peter felt miserable, and God said, it's not another water, it's the same water. Cast your net again. <laughs> you don't understand what I'm saying. If Jesus said, oh, Peter, I know you have failed here, but don't worry, let's go to another place. So there are times God will give you an instruction or who you are following based on the anointing on his life can give you an instruction. Cut your net there again. If you invest into that business again, you have lost huge millions. Then say, go back again. Because this time around, you went at the word and you have no idea that the word will make what was, what was difficult some time ago, it will make it possible for you. So if you don't have flexibility to make adjustment, it, you will temper with destiny. Am I helping you? Yes. Do you understand? Yes. Then the next thing, you must be willing to serve. 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 Elisha, Ruth, their typical example. Then another most important thing for now is you must be willing to deny yourself. The greatest hindrance to following is self. Jesus said that any man who will come after me, he must first deny himself and take up the cross. So it means that if you are not willing to deny yourself, it will become your yourself can interfere what you want, what you like, and all. And sometimes what you want is not what God wants for you. What you like is not what God uh, likes like you to have. So if you, are not, if you have to be molded into the God's plan for your life and the kind of person God wants to make out of your life and what God wants to do with your life, you must be willing to deny yourself. Am I making sense? Because it is yourself that will interfere and the devil will hijack yourself to fight a lot of your following. Am I, am I making sense? Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, be ready to deny yourself. Be ready to deny yourself. If you want to be made. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So our following is what makes us. Our making is in following. Tell your neighbor, your making is in following. And tell the person, don't just follow anything. Follow well. And follow the right things. Yeah. And I've made mention of some of the things that the Bible admonishes us to follow. Following God, following a servant that is placed, that we are placed under, following them, following men who have obtained promises, resort. How? Through faith and patience. Which is very, very important. We live in a fast track generation. Fast track. We are fast. I'm telling you. And people have doubled into all kinds of things because they want to produce results. And a lot of social media pressure. <laughs> and then I've also spoken about following certain virtues, which is very, very important. 
I didn't have time. There are a lot of things about following. You follow virtues. You even follow people who have been able to follow other men of God who are producing results. So sometimes someone can be closer to a man of God. And maybe you don't have direct access to the man of God. But because the person has worked with the man of God, the person has been able to model that kind of life. It is a blessing to be able to learn from that person. That's wisdom. I don't know whether you are getting it. Huh. And in following the man of God, you, you follow the teachings of the man and you also follow the lifestyle. And then you follow the faith of the man. That's what the Bible admonishes us. Next week, we'll continue. Please rise up on your feet. I don't know what you heard, but you want to talk to God. I just realized that it's, it's 8.43. Forgive. I hope I'm forgiven. <laughs> You just want to pray just one minute. Based on whatever the Holy Spirit convicted you on or the remnant the Holy Ghost gave you, you just want to lift up your voice and pray. Come on. Shabala Bataya. Nothing would deny me. Mande Kosopra Takata. Every place I need to make adjustments. Every place, every mind, every attitude. Any understanding that must be knocked out of my system. In the name of Jesus. I'm bringing my thoughts, my imagination in conformity to the word. In spirit is open. My heart is open to the spirit of following. In the name of Jesus, make it so too. Let these words become life to me. Let these words become life to me. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name.